Well, good morning and welcome to Epic. We are so glad that you are here with us today. It's September. Can you believe it? Already? Already. So here we go. So I'm going to kind of start out with a different kind of question, but how many of you kind of made a New Year's uh, resolution at the beginning of the year uh, by a raise of hands? Just raise your hands. Are you sticking to it? Are you making those commitments this year? Or how many of you uh, have made some similar commitments this year? So by a raise of hands, how many of you made some type of commitment this year? Yeah, yeah, a lot of us have made commitments, yeah. We all make commitments, and those commitments are either to better ourselves or to break some type of habit. For instance, maybe some of you made commitments to get in shape, maybe to eat less, or maybe to get organized, or maybe to date less, or maybe to date more, or maybe just to get a date, right? Yeah, some of us are hoping for a date, you know. Or maybe you made a commitment to spend more time with your children, or maybe less time with the in-laws. Yeah, you know, don't worry about that. They're not here, or maybe they are. Don't tell them that. But uh, anyways, maybe some of you made a commitment to, pay, uh, to play less Candy Crush, you know? Yeah, that game out there. If you don't know what Candy Crush is, don't get into it. It's addictive, okay? So you don't need it in your life. But if you're like me, we've all made commitments in our lives. If you're like me, we've all also broken our commitments as well. And so by a raise of hands, how many of you have like convictions? You know, convictions are those things, yeah, that are wrong, 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 no one should, no husband should, no wife should, no child should, or something like that. Yeah, that's what a conviction is. Now don't raise your hand on this one, but how many of you, uh, maybe at some point in your life, maybe some moment in your life, maybe a certain season or a chapter in your life, maybe a spring break or something, you did something wrong that you just knew was wrong. And you broke a conviction. How many of you have done that? Well, don't raise your hands, but tell your neighbor next to you, okay? You know, just tell them what it was. No, don't do that, all right? Uh, we're not Oprah or something like that. But, uh, you know, but it should have, would have been interesting. It would have spiced things up. You would have left this, you know, with your ears burning or something, you know, especially if you were up here with me. But uh, anyways, um, you know, we all make commitments. And here's the interesting thing. Here's something I want you to think about, okay? Let me ask you a few questions for you to ponder to think about as well. How is it that you and I make these commitments to like diet, to exercise, to work, or to family, and we end up breaking those commitments, right? How come uh, we also make these, uh, we have these convictions, and we have these certain convictions in our life, maybe a religious conviction, and we end up breaking those convictions as well. You know, where does that come from? And for most of us, we think that if we have strong enough commitments or if we have strong enough convictions that we'll be able to amp up and overcome that habit or whatever we've committed to and try to do that thing. But if you've been around long enough, we all know this. That's impossible. It's impossible to simply have commitments and convictions in our lives in, in order to, in, for those to be enough. And so when you look at this three-legged stool, if two of these legs represented our commitment and our conviction, it's impossible for commitment and conviction to hold us up. It just falls on over when we do that. And we get this, okay? We know that this happens in our lives. For instance, when we do make that commitment, 
Sometimes we go a week and it's like, all right, we did it, you know? Or sometimes we go an entire month or maybe a couple months and then we start to think about this question in our minds. Okay, you know what? I've been pretty good, haven't I? You know? I think I just kind of deserve one, you know? I think I've been pretty good, you know? What happens if I just break my commitment just this once? Or for some of us, you know, it's like, man, I've been good for a long time, you know? Can I just be bad this once, you know? And what happens? What happens when we do that? We break our commitments, and what do we feel? We feel pretty guilty over it, you know? There's some consequences when we break our commitments. And if you don't know that there's consequences, think about this. Let's say you're 45, and let's say on Tuesday morning you walk into the bank and you just say, you know, I feel like robbing a bank today, you know? I just kind of feel like I earned one, you know? It doesn't work, so don't go in on Tuesday morning and do that, all right? It does not work. So where does that come from? You know, what is it that's in us that believes that our commitment and our convictions are enough to keep us standing up in this life? Where does that come from? And what happens is it doesn't. Our lives fall down. And so what is that that's in us? So here's the deal. Our commitment and our convictions are not enough to help us to get the life that we desire, to help us to form a new habit, to help us to break an old habit, or for us to have a better life, or for us to have a better relationship with God. But today, what we're going to do, we're going to talk about this third component. And so there is a third component that we're going to talk about today that's very, very important. And when we apply this leg into our lives and we put it up underneath this stool, then it is enough to keep us standing. Now, I'm not going to sit on that, and I'm not going to invite you know, somebody else to come up and sit on that. But here's the deal, okay? It's just an illustration. You know that. Uh, but here's the deal. God tells us about this third component, and he's always told us about this third component from the beginning of time. And so for some of you, you're not going to be shocked when I tell you about what this third component is. For some of you, you're going to get this. You've seen it in your life and all of that. But here's the deal. Some of us do not apply this third component into our spiritual lives or into our relationship or our walk with God. And we just all of a sudden say, you know what? I don't need it. All right, so I'm going to do this thing with God and by myself with God. Now, if you're like not a God follower or if you're not a Christ follower and you've been trying to like figure out this whole deal, today we're going to talk about this third component and it can help you. It can help anybody, okay? If you have this habit that you are trying to break, this third component will help you as well. So you don't have to be a Christ follower. You don't have to be a God follower. That's the really cool thing about God and what he has to say to us as well. So if you would, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to the book of Hebrews and it's near the end, uh, the tail end of the book, about five uh, books in from the end. And so if you don't have a Bible, go ahead and uh, get one. No one's looking. You can take it. It's free. All right. But go ahead and turn to Hebrews chapter 3 on page 921. Now, as you turn there to page 921, uh, let me tell you about this certain behavior that we kind of do before we jump into Scripture, Okay. Most of us don't wake up one day and just say, you know, I'm going to just toss out my commitments and my convictions. We don't do that, okay? So what happens when we, you know, drift away from our commitments and our convictions? Well, here's what happens. It's guilt, okay? So when we all of a sudden break our commitments or our convictions, we begin to feel guilty. And it's usually through a certain behavior, 
And so we misbehave and misbehave and misbehave. And all of a sudden we start to feel more guilty. And all of a sudden we get loaded up with this guilt. And when we get loaded up with this guilt, we start to feel down upon ourselves. We start to get demoralized. We start to feel like we're doing some really wrong stuff or something like that. So we have a choice. And here's the choice. We either continue to live with this guilt or we change our beliefs. And for most of us, we think that often we change our beliefs and then our behaviors. But often what happens is we change our behaviors. We misbehave over and over again before we misbelieve. So if you're wondering, like, you wake up down here, down the road in life, and you say, wow, I'm not the same person that I used to be. It's not because you made a decision about a belief back here. It's because you started to drift away from your commitments and your convictions. And all of a sudden, you finally change your beliefs because you were carrying so much guilt upon you. And so that's what happens. Now, here's the good news, okay? There's this third component. And some of you are like, well, what's that third component? We'll get there, okay? All right? But here's this third component. And there's something that we can do, all right, in our lives. Here's what we need to do. We're going to talk about this, and it's not going to be like a big aha moment. You're not going to be like surprised by it, and you're going to be like, really, that's it? That's all? Yeah, that's it. That's what it is. But here's what happens. Often, we do not put this third component in our walks with God. And when we don't do that, then we don't experience everything that God would have us to experience. And so that's what we're going to be checking out today. And that's where we're heading today. So let's pick up in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12. And this writer who's writing this, he's writing it to a bunch of people who had drifted away from their commitments and their convictions. And so that's who he's speaking to. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12. So be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. So the writer's talking to this group of Christ followers, and he wants them to know that this can happen to each of them, not just one person or this person, but all of them. It's possible for this to happen. He says, be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil. And evil refers to that behavior that takes them away from their commitments. So make sure that your own hearts are not evil, that you're misbehaving, that's taking away from your commitments, and unbelieving. And that refers to their convictions, okay? So he's warning them. He's saying, hey, be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure your own hearts, all of your hearts, are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. And that's an interesting phrase that he ends with, uh, that turning you away from the living God. It's language that indicates that this is a process, Okay, this just doesn't happen overnight. And so he's telling all of them, guys, I want you to watch out. I want you to watch out for each of you because it's possible that you can drift, that you can go away from the living God. And here's kind of the thing that he wants us to know. This is true for everyone, okay? This is true for me. And the implication of this verse is that you have the potential. I have the potential. We have the potential to have hearts that are evil and takes us away from God, all right? And many of us, if we've been Christ followers for a long time, we would think there's no way. We know way that we have that potential, but yet we do have that potential. No matter how much you know, we have that potential to drift. And here's the thing, you know, for some of you, this is kind of like your story. 
Um, for some of you, you grew up in maybe a religion, religious home or maybe a, a Christian home, and there were certain uh, things that you did. You went to church, you had certain commitments, you had certain convictions, and then all of a sudden you got to high school or maybe you got to college and you started to uh, misbehave, you started to break those commitments, you started to break your convictions, and all of a sudden the guilt, the guilt started to load up. And so instead of dealing with the guilt, you just changed what you believe. And this explains why you're back in church. Maybe for a long time you've been away and then you woke up one day and said, hey, I'm not doing so well and I have kind of drifted. I'm not the person that I used to be. And for some of you, so you're back and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna go back to where it all began. And so that's why you're here. For some of you, you've been coming for a while and you're like, man, I'm committed, you know? Like I've prayed the prayer, I bought the t-shirt back there, you know, I'm serving or something like that. But yet... Here's what's happening. You have only committed to the two things that are kind of really easy, okay? You've made the commitment, you've been gaining the conviction, but you haven't probably applied this third piece of the leg. You haven't put this part that's so important into your life so that you're able to stand. And so for some of us, we're thinking, man, what's up with this whole Christianity thing? You know, it just doesn't make sense yet. Because we need to apply this third component into our lives. So you're saying, all right, well, what's the third component? All right, well, here it is. All right, this is the third component. Listen up. When we're going to check out this verse, you're probably going to miss it. Okay, I miss it. I have had to read this passage several times in my life to figure this thing out. But when we read it, you're going to be like, that's it? Yeah, that's it. So let's check it out. Here we go. Um, In verse 13, it says, you must warn each other every day. That's it? Yep, that's it. You mean there's nothing more? No, that's it. Let me read again. You must warn each other every day. So if you want to have life change, if you want to maintain your faith, if you don't want to walk away from your commitments and your convictions, you've got to have a relationship. You've got to be connected to someone in your life. That's it? Yeah. Doesn't seem very deep. No. Doesn't seem very spiritual or very profound. No. But it's got bite, okay? Check this out. That word warn or encourage, in some passages it says encourage one another daily. This version says to warn each other daily. It's not like you give somebody high five, you say, that a boy or something like that, or good job, or better luck next time, or something like that. This word is very powerful, and here's the definition for you, okay? The definition is to urge, to exhort, to confront, to spur unto action, to come alongside. This word assumes that you are in a relationship with someone else. This word assumes that you've invited somebody into your life to do life with. This word assumes that when you start going down a path that you shouldn't go down, someone knows that you don't want to go down that path, they speak up into our lives. When you begin to lose hope or to lose faith, this person comes alongside of you and says, don't give up. You know what you're committed to. You know the convictions that you have. Don't walk away from it. You'll only regret it. And so this is all about a relationship. This third component is about a connection with a person. And so if the author says, if you want to finish if you want to cross that line, then do not you know, lean 
only upon your commitments. Do not lean only upon your convictions. We must have this third component, which is a relationship, which is a connection, person to person, relationship to relationship. We've got to have somebody in our lives speaking the truth. And if not, then our walks with God are going to fall and we're going to drift. And we all have that potential to drift away. And so what, and we get this, you know, the writer keeps going a little bit here, but we get this. We've seen this. For instance, let's go back into the passage here. It says, we know this is true. Watch what he's about to say. He says, you must warn each other every day while it is still today. And so what does that mean? It means that we've got to encourage each other every single day. You know, and a lot of organizations get this. If you've ever been a part of AA, you get this, okay? What they would say is that you have got to have enough commitment. You've got to have the commitment to break a certain habit in your life. You've got to have a conviction that that habit is wrong. But also, you need to invite people into your life. You've got to do life with other people. You've got to have community in your life in order to break this habit because your life depends upon it. And so at that point, they invite people into their lives. We invite people into our lives. And you've seen this in tons of organizations. You've seen this with Biggest Loser. You've seen this in our armed forces. You've seen this in Weight Watchers. They would say commitment's not enough, conviction's not enough. You gotta have somebody in our lives to be able to help prop us up. And here's the thing for us, you know? When it comes to our relationship with God, many of us say, you know what? We don't need this. We don't need this component because it's only between me and God. But yet God has never said that. Since the beginning of time, he has put relationships into our lives. And he says, you can't do this thing on your own. And if you choose to do this thing on your own, you're only going to fall over. And that's what's going to happen in your lives. Because I design you to be in a relationship. I design you to talk to each other. I design you to encourage one, each other daily. And so we've seen that. And this is what the writer kind of continues to say in his, this passage He tells us this in verse 13. He continues on. He says, you must warn each other every day while it is still today so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. And so here's what this writer says at the end of this passage. He says, it's possible for all of us to be deceived by sin. Okay, not just one person or that person in the group. It's possible for all of us to be deceived by sin. And that's just a fancy way of saying in the Bible something that we all have seen. Okay, we've experienced this in life, and here's what's happened. We've had a really good friend probably in our lives, and let's just say that this friend is Bob. Okay, and Bob walks into our office, and he is just like smiling. He's got a big smirk on his face, and he just launches into this big story. And we're just like super excited because he's super excited. And so we're just listening to Bob as he's talking. And all of a sudden, as we're listening and we're processing the story that he's telling us, we're like saying to ourselves, Bob, that's not a good idea. You know, isn't that what we do? Like, oh, no, don't like date her. Don't marry her. You know, that's a big error. Don't do that. You know, and we have crystal clear insight into Bob's life in that very moment. But what happens? Bob runs out of the office. Instead of saying anything, we just call up our other buddy who knows Bob and says, 
John, has Bob been by your office? Yeah, he's been by your office. Can you believe that dumb decision that he's about to make, right? You know, don't we do that? We run to somebody else and say, oh man, what is Bob doing? That's a horrible decision, you know? And so here's what happened. Bob makes the decision, doesn't he? You know, and nobody said anything to him. And also we get together with some of our friends and we say, dear God, you know, Bob's not in such a mess, you know? Like, we didn't say anything because obviously you didn't say anything. And so God, you know, just help him. He, we know he should have not dated that girl, you know? But isn't that what we do? We go running off to someone else instead of addressing Bob's heart, you know? And here's what scripture teaches, okay? Scripture teaches that the reason you see some really smart people do some really dumb things, it's because they've been deceived. And the Bible would say deceived by sin. And culture would say that we've been deceived by our emotions or our feelings. And yet, here's the deal. Most of us know that we have this crystal clear vision into somebody else's life. But on the other hand, what we don't want to admit is that someone has that same crystal clear vision into our own lives as well. And so here's the thing that we need to understand. Here's the question. Here's what we need to wrestle with. Here's the part of this, is that do we have someone that we've invited into our lives who can come alongside of us and come into our lives in some key moments and key decisions in our lives and be that prop to prop us up and to allow us to stand up right. Now, here's the thing that happened in my life. Somebody, in a very critical moment in my season of my life, came up to me and said just two things. This is all they said. They said this question. They said, Tim, trust God. That's all they said. Trust God. Because I wasn't trusting God in that moment. And because those two words were spoken into my life, it changed the entire course of my life. So do you have somebody who can come alongside of you and prop you up, who has the same heart, the same values, the same commitment, the same convictions that you have, and who can speak those things into your life when you need them to be spoken into your life? And that's why we are so passionate about small groups here at Epic, okay? We love to like encourage you. We love to like on Sunday mornings come in here to inspire you. Hopefully we're not like causing you to fall asleep or something like that, but we love to encourage you. We love to put some great music on to inspire you, to make a decision. But the other part that we can't do here in this environment is that we can't provide this connection right here. This is done with a group of people. And so for some of us, you know, that means that we got to start rethinking. Some of us think that it's very spiritual to read our Bibles, to pray, but often we leave this component out. And this component, this connection, this relationship is just as spiritual as those other things. In fact, it's probably more important because left to our commitments, left to our convictions, it's not enough. All right? And for me and Sarah, for 13 years, We've been married for 13 years. We have carved out one night of the week to invite people into our lives, to do life with, to have community, to be able to share what's going on in our lives, for them to be able to pray for us and with us. And many times we have made a decision a little bit differently because someone has spoken into our lives. And so do you have that component in you? Do you have that connection? Do you have that relationship in your life? 
And so here's what I want you to do. This part, this third part is tough. You've got to be really intentional about this. You've got to say, all right, I'm going to jump into a group. I'm going to build relationships with these people and those people who share the same values or shame the same commitments. And maybe they're here and I'm over here, but that's okay because we're all trying to go in the right direction or something. Maybe you're kind of questioning who God is and you're like, okay, I've got questions. Well, come on and get your questions answered. So who is it that you have that's in your life? And what you need to do is eventually just say, all right, this is what I'm wrestling with. This is what I'm struggling with. This is what I need to know. Would you help me out? And would you invite somebody into your life? And so that's why here at Epic, we have so many small group environments. And we try to make it really easy for you to just kind of wade into the pool. We have Starting Point, which is our 10-week or an eight-week conversational small group environment where you explore the story of God and begin to experience community. So if you have questions about God, if you're a Christ follower, if you're not a Christ follower, jump into that environment. That's where we want you to start because it gives you a great foundation. You get to see the very heart of God. You get to see the very heart of Epic in that environment. And then we would love for you to jump into next step. And next step is our seven-week conversational small group environment where you begin to explore this journey that God has us on and becoming like Christ. Most of the time, we don't start with the end in mind. And so we try to say, this is what God's trying to do if we could fast forward in that environment and show you where God's trying to take you and show you how you can grow in your relationship with God and growing your relationship with others. And then we provide community groups and we provide them for men, for women, for couples. And in community groups, you do life with each other for 18 months. And in there, you have the ability to build those relationships, to build that trust, to be able to speak in each other's life, be concerned for each other, and really belong. And we try to do that here at Epic everywhere. We do that in our kids' environments. We do that in our student environments where we break them up into small groups at times. And we try to build that relational component into their lives to show us that commitment is never enough. Conviction is never enough. You've got to have this third component that God desires for us. So what we've done is we've put a card in your seat. We had cards out last week. And on September 15th, we have dedicated a lot of time, a lot of resources for you to be able to join a group. And so if you've never been through Starting Point Next Step, come after each service over here in the teacher's lounge. And we have got a place for you to be able to get in a group that day on September 15th. And then if you've been through those environments and you haven't jumped into a community group, jump into a community group. It's going to be at 6 p.m. at Palm Coast Community Church. If you need inf more information about that event, you can see it at the Connection Center and get a little card over there as well. Because here's where we need to go. Our uh, commitments are not enough. Our convictions are not enough. We need relationships. We need a connection. We need people to speak into our lives. Because we want to accomplish the things that only can be accomplished when we have somebody who loves us, someone who cares about us, and someone who's pushing us forward, and we're doing the same thing as well. That's how much God cares about you. He sends a person into our lives to speak some things that we need to hear ever so often to keep us doing what we really desire, which is a relationship, a growing relationship with the God of the universe. And so won't you join a group today? So let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much for who you are. And Lord, we just thank you so much. And I just pray for some uh, people right now who are probably wrestling with, man, do I do this? Do I not do this? And God, man, I'm so glad I trusted you so many years ago. 
And so God, would each person who's wrestling on this, would they just trust you, God? Would they jump into starting point? Would you give each of us the courage to jump into the group that we need to jump into? God, would you help us to understand that we need relationships, that you designed us for relationships. The reason we drift away from our commitments and our convictions is often we do not have relationships, that connection with other people. And we don't allow them to speak into our lives because often we think that this thing is only between us and you. So Father, would you give us the bold courage to jump in? And so we thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning. Welcome to Epic. We are so glad that you are with us today, especially if you are new with us. Thank you for joining us this morning. After the service, if you're new, would you swing by the Connection Center? We have some information for you, and someone can answer any questions that you may have about the service this morning. In September, we're going to have a food drive throughout this month, and we're collecting food for Grace Community Food Pantry, which has incredible outreach here in Flagler County. They serve over 2,000 families each month food in our county. And of course, coming off the summer, their shelves are a little bit bare, so we'd love to help restock their shelves going into the fall, and we'd love all of your help in order to do that. Um, so if you would pick up a bag, actually they're going to be handed to you as you go out, a grocery bag, fill it up this month, and then bring it back with you some time during this month, and then all this food will go to help some local families in need. Also, men, there's a great event coming up for you guys. Promise Keepers is coming up in October, October 25th and 26th in Daytona Beach. And they're going to be challenging you of how to be a warrior in all the areas, all the roles of your lives. So if you're interested in signing up, you can go to theepicchurch.com. And ladies, also, there's a great conference coming up for us as well. Women of Faith is coming up September 20th and 21st in Orlando. Today is the last day to sign up. So if you've been thinking about it, swing by the table table in the back, sign up, and the payment is due today as well. We've been talking quite a bit um, in this last few weeks about serving, and we are so passionate about serving because many of our lives have been changed through serving, and we would love to see your life changed through giving um, of your life away. And we can together create an environment where others can come and their lives be changed as well. And so if you've been thinking about serving, thinking about taking that step, I encourage you to do so. We need um, people to serve on the Connections team, our tech team, kids, um, our surge, our student ministry. Um, so if you would swing by the Epic Kids table on your way out or the Connection Center, you can sign up to serve for one of those opportunities. Also, for all of our volunteers, and if you're a new volunteer or if you're interested in volunteering, we have a great event coming up the end of September, September 28th, which is a Saturday night here at Buddy Taylor Middle School from 6.30 to 8.30. So mark your calendars for that, and you'll see some more information coming up about that as well. Another way that we can give back and be a part of what God is doing here is through giving financially. And so if you'd like to give, if you call Epic Your Home and would like to give, you can give back through um, the giving boxes in the back or online at theepicchurch.com. Also, we have our, many of our group environments starting up soon, and we would love for all of you to get into groups, out of rows and into circles where you can really connect and build relationships. And we have several groups environments. One is our starting point, which is our eight-week conversational environment where you can explore the journey to becoming, uh, explore the, the story of God and begin to experience community. 
And then if after starting point, there's next step where you can explore the journey, becoming more like Christ and grow in your relationships and getting connected. So we'd like everybody to start with starting point. If you're new and just checking out this whole God thing, what's, what it is all about, it's a great, safe place to come and just ask questions. Um, if you've been coming to Epic for a little bit but haven't gotten connected yet in community, this is a great place to begin to meet others. So if you're interested in starting point or next step, if you can sign up just to let us know if your interest online, and then there's a starting point and next step intro after each service on September 15th. And if you've been through starting point and next step, we'd love for you to jump into our, one of our community groups, and there's a group link that night on September 15th at 6 o'clock where you can jump into um, a community group then. Before Tim comes and shares the message with us this morning, check out this video that gives us a little bit more about our community groups.